Good afternoon. Welcome to the Group Therapy Podcast. This is Christian. I have Jordan and V with me. How are you gentlemen doing today? I'm doing well, man. I've just uh, just been, you know, inside the house and then outside the house for like a few seconds and then right back in the house because I respect the pandemic. I respect the sickness. I'm not down with the sickness, but I respect it. Um, I feel that. How you doing, V? Y'all can hear me? Do I sound all right? Mm-hmm. You're clear. What's up, team? How y'all niggas doing? <laughs> you know, just, hey, I was, as I was telling Christian before, when we tried to do this the first time, but you didn't join. Yeah, I called you out. Um, I was saying Frank Lotioning, and he, he told told the world about there, there's a 26% increase in Frank Ocean songs being played on, on Spotify. Or no, ju- it's just Channel Orange, right? It's just Channel Orange, and it's, on, it's across all DSPs, so it's... Uh... It's how many people have played it. Yeah, I, I didn't enjoy it the first time because I heard your voice. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, there's too many bitch niggas in here. But I was like, I forgot Jordan's is a part of the podcast. So right, like, and then and then you join, and then you join in the in the population. You know, it, it oh, raised you. raised thirty percent again. It went up twenty six percent again. Like like Frank Lotion. Yeah, Frank, it's, to, it's totally understandable Jordan call himself Frank Lotion with them ashy ass elbows he has. Nah, bro. Honestly, I just got out the shower and I actually just lotioned up for the first time in like six years. Like this is the, the first time I've ever put up. That's the wildest part about it though, because like that's a joke, but it's not. It's, it's not, not a, really a joke. You are ashy, bro. Your motherfucker elbows and kneecaps, my nigga. It's like goddamn. Hey, nigga. bro. Ashy, Ashy, Larry, uh, uh, San Quentin Tarantino. These are all my all my aliases, bro. Panther, nigga, elbows me on cool clothes. Clown out that motherfucker. I'm hey, you know what I'm saying? A ghost. Hey, you know what I'm saying? White hat. Yeah. Elbows look like he can play baseball. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, somebody's got to do it. Not everybody can have all this. No one man should have all this ashiness. Yeah, you shouldn't have all that ashiness. That is correct. But (laughs) I appreciate that Jordan's elbows are not ashy right now and V's doing well. Bro, why does it matter how ashy my elbows are? You can't even see me when I'm in the same house. Mind your business. Because we know. But I I am not actually ashy right now. Leave it alone. I actually (laughs) am not ashy. I have... I, this bottle of lotion I've had since I was in like second grade, bro. This shit. That's just straight water now. Nah, it's amp- it's it's like it's like fucking shit comes out in, in powder. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I appreciate I appreciate both you gentlemen joining today, and we're gonna we're gonna get into some shit today. Uh, to open up that episode, I'm pretty sure whoever's listening heard that clip. It was a uh, it was a record from Snow Allegra that was uh, strictly produced by No ID. And kind of getting into preparation for this episode, I, I was looking into No ID's catalog. And when it comes to hip hop, you know, we have our, you know, we have our, you know, forefathers of production that be, you know, DJ Premier, RZA, Q-Tip, Kanye. And on the R&B side, you got Quincy Jones, you have Teddy Riley, you have Babyface, you have all the, you know, untouchables. But as far as having a discussion about the producers that bridge that gap, between R&B and hip hop, uh, I, I think No ID needs to be spoken about because he has worked with everybody and all of his bops are different. And to think that he, to kind of come off the last episode, he did work on a written testimony. He did work on 444, but he also had a big hand in Snow Allegra songs, including that record that opened up the episode today. So how do you guys feel about producers that sort of bridge the gap between hip hop and R&B? And do you think it's 
a necessity for a producer to be able to do both? I don't think it's a. Do you want to go first, sir? No, I was gonna say I think it's a necessity for like to be a goat like producer and shit. I think you need versatility. But like Derringer doesn't really like an alchemist doesn't they don't really do like R and B shit, you know, like they But Alchemist shit is like Alchemist shit is just good music, you feel me? Like you can you can sing an R and B song on Alchemist. Right, okay, I see what you're saying, but but the involvement does like not necessarily the involvement, but the versatility of the beat has to be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I agree. agree. I'm looking for an R and B singer, but that shit has to be all right, if a nigga wanna hop on this shit and sing, they can do that shit. Alchemist is like that type of nigga or Mad Lib or some shit. Right. Mad right, Lib, right. I wouldn't even say makes like traditional hip hop beats, if you're being honest. Or it's not hip hop beats in the sense of what a modern or a young nigga might consider to be a hip hop beat, I guess I should say. Not to sound like an old nigga, but you see what I'm saying? But it's just music. It's just like fucking the beat conductor goes to India. It's just fucking it's just music. And if a nigga rap on it, they rap on it, they sing on it. You gotta have that type of versatility to be a fucking go producer. Mm-hmm. I feel like no idea type of nigga who's just like, yo, I'm making this shit. I'm gonna make this shit for this person. I can hear this person on it, but it's it's good enough that no matter who the fuck hops on that shit, it's gonna be great. You know what I mean? But what about yeah. like? I think it speaks also to like how prolific certain you know producers are because yeah, Derringer does does mainly the grimy shit for Griselda. But when you look at like No ID's catalog, he's done beats for Common, he's done beats for Ghostface Killer, he's done beats for Method Man, but then he's also done beats for Bow Wow, he's also done beats for Jamie Foxx, he's also done beats for Janet Jackson, he's also done beats for Rhymefest, he's done beats for Jay-Z, Kanye, and kind of to look at, 2008 was an interesting year, I think, for me, looking kind of at No ID's discography, because he did three records on 808 and Heartbreak, and did a record on Killer Mike's album, and did a record on Janet Jackson's album and did put it on you for Plies, which was like Plies is one of three hits and sort of to see just that versatility in one year is always intriguing to me and just seeing how much their, their stamp is in the game, but how much their stamp is in the game quietly. Cause not a lot of people, I don't think give at least not in our age group, give no idea the flowers for the discography that he has in like the 30 years that he's been in the game. I think we also have a short memory when we're giving flowers. Cause like, it's it's usually whoever is the, the greatest. If they have like five years of longevity, then you just kind of like you know you, you got it as far as like someone who is a, a good established producer. But like no one really looks at people over time anymore. Yeah, no, no, and I agree. And if we're and if we're if we want to get deeper into like a newer a, a newer scope for no new I, uh, for no ID, like looking at 2018, he did four records on Scorpion for Drake. And then he produced New Light for John Mayer. Like, I had to go look that shit up. I was like, there's no way that No ID did New Light for John Mayer. And then when you listen to the drums and the bop, it's like, oh, that's why I like this record. Well, you, and then it kind of kind of, kind of goes into, like, just how different he is and how different his pedigree is as far as working on both sides of the spectrum. Well, you know what's crazy is, is think about, like, you got No ID has, like, longevity and he's versatile, but, like, Danger Mouse. Like, nobody gives Danger Mouse flowers. Danger Mouse, Danger Mouse is what is who literally got the Black Keys to pop. Like he did Brothers, he did uh, he did all of Brothers, and then not to mention you know Miles Barkley. Uh, he did fucking the one of the most underrated mashup albums of all time. I guess if you, if, if you could really underrate a mashup album, is the Gray album, the Gray joint album, with yeah. with the Jay Z and and the White album. So like 
there's like that's what that's kind of so that's kind of what I'm speaking to is like you the people the do people that get flowers are the people that like as, like alchemist will get his flowers from his genre because he's a staple in that genre like mm-hmm. when you when you do when you sh- you stretch the gold thin um i mean it's it doesn't make it any less gold but like people don't see it as much you know so like i i, I agree like uh no ideas no ideas definitely a goat um yeah but and i i greatly appreciate you bringing up danger mouse jordan too and like for anyone listening who doesn't know who danger mouth is uh danger mouse is he created the gray album which was a combo of the white album by the Beatles and Jay-Z's black album. So as far as people that sort of, you know, play both sides of the spectrum and do it well, he's definitely in that conversation as well. Having worked from a range of ASAP Rocky to the black keys to even Nora Jones and just sort of his range and production is so different. So that's a really good, that's a really good like comparison for no idea as far as the type of producers that bridge that gap. Yo, also, I gotta even though fuck CeeLo, CeeLo, we all know what CeeLo is about now, but no, it's Barkley. It changed my life in music at one point. Like, I was yeah, it away. Like, Danger Mouse, and he fucking did the joint with Doom, the um, Danger Doom album. Yeah, yeah, that's films. exactly that's and what I'm saying. Like, was like, fucking, but that goes back to you know, the earlier, you know, like that versatility, and also. That nigga is one of the goats. Like danger, nobody talks about Danger Mouse, but that nigga is one of the greatest producers mm-hmm. of all time. And I'll put that nigga yeah. there with like Dilla. Like, honestly, that's what I'm saying. It's like because he he not only like it's not like he produced the Black Keys album, he engineered and like and like you know, I guess like EP'd it. He didn't he didn't make the beats because they're you know they're they're live musicians, but for for that to like he gave them he kind of put that sound on them. Same with, like, if it was just CeeLo, like, I, I love CeeLo's, I can't remember what the first album was, the joint with Timbaland, but, uh, what the joint with Timbaland. No, I'm not um, talking about, but it's not the same. Right, it's not the same. Like, 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 Gnarls, like, Gnarls Barkley is a different, th- like, that's, like, a completely different thing, more so than anything that I've ever heard with two, like, it's like Killer Mike and LP are very, very different, but Run the Jewels is one thing. That, yeah, no, most definitely, yeah. Cause even looking at the shit we're talking about Danger Mouse doing, it's like I don't know, like him and Doom was a good matchup. Cause I was like uh Danger Mouse Doom like mad lib thing, you feel me? Right. You get to like even him and the black keys makes sense because Danger Mouse does know his instruments and like he's fucking he's a composer. Then you get to Norris Barkley and it's just like this what genre is this? You know what I mean? Like that that's that's like it's like pop on another wave and soul and shit. Yeah, and I feel like oh no, ID. I'll put that nigga in that same category where it's like a nigga who can do some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, and then like like uh, what's the dude's name? I don't know if you put him in in there too, but just to have a mind or like a, an ear around is like Rick Rubin, even though he you know hasn't always been the best best dude, but he's he's been he's had his hand production wise in everything. 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 You know, you're talking Nine Inch Nails. You're talking Kanye. You're talking Jay. You're talking Beastie Jay, Boys. Like. Eminem, like there's a there's a wide range and and that's like I think that 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 this conversation is exactly why I think it is a necessity like even bringing up MF Doom and like the fact that Danger Mouse and MF Doom made the mouse and the mask and yet he's also done a Gorillaz album he's also done the Black Keys he's also worked with Gnarls Barkley he's also worked with U2 and the Chili Peppers there's a lot there's a wide range and I think that 
while Danger Mouse is a little bit of an exception to the rule because he's literally worked with everybody, whereas No ID kind of falls into that middle lane. And that's why kind of the John Mayer thing surprised me because I don't think he has a track like that in his Serato as far as his past his past work. I think um, I agree. Okay, so this is where this is where I disagree with you. Um, or not disagree, but I think I agree with you in saying that you have to be all over the board to get your like you should get your flowers if you're all over the board. But that's because we listen to a lot of different types of music. Like if I only listen to rap, if I if I'm if I'm from Atlanta and I literally only listen to trap, then Metro Boomin is the best producer like I've ever like that's that's my guy or Zaytoven. Like and you can't really I can't take that from someone that only listens to that music. You know, like oh, no, absolutely. so like I don't think that it, it is necessary like I think it certainly helps the case for you to be able to cross over to R and B. I think it for like for instance, I forty is one of my favorites. I've B says I dick ride 40 all the time, which I do. Um, yeah. But like, he, I don't think I would not like 40 as much if, if he didn't do R&B stuff just because, but I don't know what it would sound like if he only did hip hop or only did rap. Like, yeah. If he was- yeah. And, and I think that, that that, that makes perfect sense as far as like the, there's, there's untouchables that only do, that only stick to one, one genre of music on both sides of the spectrum. And I think it's just interesting to kind of look at that as far as just if it's needed and kind of the thing that I was looking at was kind of the trajectory of some of the different producers that are popping right now. And, you know, I I like that you brought up Derringer because, you know, when you listen to Derringer's beats for, you know, for Benny the Butcher, for West Side Gun and for Conway there, you don't hear kind of that R&B bump. But for New Music Fridays, West Side Gun dropped his album today called Pray for Paris. And there's a really, really, you know, when you guys get a chance, definitely bump it because I know it's only been out for a few hours. Uh, but there's a really dope record on it called French Toast. And it's West Side Gun and Wale. And it is a oh, R&B record. Wale, it is, Wale it, has it, a song on, on, his, on what's the name of the album? Nice. West Side Gun, yeah. Oh, yo, yo, I definitely have no. to. Yeah. Shout out to Wale also. Wale will yes. always be... Such a like it's crazy because I moved up here and my, I always had family up here. Sorry, Christian, for interrupting, but like we we, no, you got, you the, we don't we everybody always talks about hip hop and we always look overlook Wale because like that and that was just like a, he was that was the first dude to like really really other than Jay Z and like I'm from the south so like the southern shit like Ti but like mostly you know dancey rap shit. Um, Wale was just like. That was like an eye-opening experience for me, as far as like how 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 new hip hop was. Uh, that was the he was he was the first person that I heard up here that I gravitated towards beyond Lil Wayne, beyond like Dipset. Um, mm-hmm. And now he's just kind of like he's like a fucking memory now. It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. So I looked up the West Side Gun album, and they were like, "Yo, Tyler Creator is on it." Right. And, and- not not Wale at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Yo, I had no idea. And, I just looked that shit up a couple hours ago. Did you really think when Tyler the Creator came out that when Tyler the Creator came out, if you had told me that people would have been more hyped about Tyler the Creator on a on a on an album that is like boom bap, like religious, mm-hmm. that Tyler the Creator would get more hype on that album than fucking Wale, I would have yeah. I would have laughed in your fucking face. And that dude, and, and yo, Tyler's rapping on that shit, man. Let me tell you, the boys rapping. I mean, Tyler's dope. Like, <laughs> it's, it's Tyler's dope as shit. But 
it's just it's wild to me how sh- the landscape is uh drastically shifted it right? changes all it changes it changes every, it feels like it changes every like yeah it, ha- it it has 80 it, it has it has attention deficit just like Wale told us on the first album yeah bro Wale was oh man i the the uh what is it the more about nothing the the first one with the seinfeld uh clips where he's also doing a spoken word that's mixtape about nothing. yeah the, the, no that's more it's more about nothing because mixtape about nothing is the one before that mm-hmm. um Oh, no, you're talking about when he opens when he, when he opens the joint and then it's like bitches on my line, it's a probate. That's that's like bro, that is like that whole mixtape. If he had have had, I guess, better uh better management and better marketing and just like a better like promo to the release, like that that was like mm-hmm. that was a moment in in hip hop history for me. And I also I also don't think that 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 I don't think that moment got overlooked in that like when that mixtape dropped because the thing with more about nothing was it came out when mixtapes were popping right like that was back when me and you were in Colin's basement straight up just that's what I'm saying you know live mixtapes waiting for these joints to come out I think that had that mixtape came out in the streaming era and if Wale was able to have a better relationship with media then. I think that that would have taken him further. But when you kind of look at his album sales, he always charts. He's never the number one charter, but his core fan base has kept him, has kept him moving. And, yeah, but, you know, real recognize real. And he's on the West Side Gun album. And that track is fucking amazing. I mean, I like his core fan base is like different from like what, what it was. Be. Yeah, like it's like it's very different, bro. Boom, bat niggas. And then Wale hit that. that College rap. Like, I wouldn't even say college rap. I think Wale is like still making it because uh, shorties who want to hear him make that fucking that R&B radio single every time because he gives you at least one. You feel me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. That's, that's, that's like the okay. Keeping that nigga like that's making Wale. Bro, I mean, you know, came out with that one album. Did you? The, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I came out with one album. I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. It was like the Blue Moon album or some shit, and it was like super popish, like just different. And I saw him in an interview talking about it, and somebody was like, "You know, Wale, what happened to the old Wale?" He was like, "When I you're talking about Shine, yeah, it might be Shine because he was it's like, got the blue, like, it's got the blue planet on the front of it, That's some shit like that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he was like, "When I, when I, when I'm performing this shit, like, it's it's fucking big name rock stars like on one stage next door, right? Performing this shit and it's selling out, and it's like that's great for you, but." I don't want to hear that shit. Well, that's the thing. Remember on um, what was the joint where he raps over the dirty hairy beat? The, 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 the. It's like I'm a gorilla. I spit to the void Philip. Uh, and then halfway through the song, he's like, "You got to come up with the uh, you know uh, the A and R's are gonna make you come up with the song. The niggas they can play on the radio and, and niggas can dance to, or else your shit won't get played." And he was saying it in like a real like you know a real like pessimistic like disagreeable kind of way with with that mentality but now that's exactly i mean it's what it's what happens it it will swallow you yeah and i think that and the another reason and and with wale being spoken about you know he uses a lot of r&b in his music and that that kind of brought me to the question especially listening to the west side gun album this morning and hearing the west side gun and wale record was i never thought i and i i never thought that west side gun conway or benny would have a song with an R&B bop to it, with an R&B hook on it, and with, you know, the quintessential R&B rapper on it. 
um, and sort of to see that it kind of makes me and I, I want to ask you all this because both of you know I'm biased to R&B like that's that's my shit. If rappers need R&B artists or need an R&B-esque record more than the R&B acts need the rappers. Um, it depends on what the, what you what you want out of it. Like, if you want exposure, of course, rap right now has a bigger following than R&B. Now, I mean, there's like the weekend, and but that's like the, the weekend, and who else is? But the weekend is almost pop now. I feel like R&B has become this like this like fluid, if if you will, like a, it's a, a transition period, transition thing between like hardcore rap and pop. It's like it, it wasn't always like that, but even even like formulaically, that's what R and B is because it's like a verse, a hook, which is pop is a verse and a hook, and but it's just different styles. But since everything is, I mean, everybody needs hip hop, and R and B has been part of hip hop the whole time, and pop has been part of hip hop, but pop has its own thing too. But like mm-hmm. everything is, everything needs hip hop. Just generally now, do rappers need R and B? Yes. If a rapper wants to be ex- to expose himself to an R and B fan base, then they need the arm. If, if an R and B person, if, it, if an R and B singer is not party next door and is not trying to do everything, um, then he needs a rapper. But like, I don't think R and B people. I don't think R and B singers really need. Uh, you they R and B singers either need to go to the left, which is rap, or to the right, which is pop. So you got it. You got like if if you want commercial success now. Now see that's where I wanted that's that's where I wanted to chime in because me and V actually talked about this on F one, which was R and B isn't in today's era. R and B right now is not either left or right to me. That's right. Uh, there's there's an there's an alternative R and B sound because SZA's not SZA is not a your quintessential verse hook verse like verse hook verse and like she's she's a pure writer and her sound sounds r&b whereas you have a record like blinding lights by the weekend which is clearly just 70s pop you know four sequence time signature just like just a quick one two three four and that's an easier thing to to grasp and i'll never disagree with you that rappers that rap has the biggest following. It no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm not saying rap has the biggest following. I'm saying saying that hip hop is a is a uh, a cloud, a blanket cover over the genres rap, R and B. R and B is part of hip hop. It's they're not separate. They you like like hip hop is not just rap. It's not just R and B. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Is like everything needs hip hop, but R and B as far as the transit because there's like there's like rap there's like straight up freestyle no hook and then you go to pop like r&b is somewhere in between there as a fluid back and forth it's it takes up all the middle ground with like different subgenres within it but yeah SZA obviously SZA's, SZA is like SZA's not seeing commercial success the way that like well I guess she is kind of she's been on songs with Kendrick but like SZA has her her lane and it's big because of, because SZA's dope but like she's SZA will never be a weekend because they do very different things as far as like who they're going to collab with. I think though, I don't know, but then it's like, especially cause you know, I heard SZA shit and I love SZA. Like putting that on wax just in case shorty ever listening. You right. Know, hit me up. But, but I said like, it before you. I can put the weekend shit. Yeah, bro, 
Yeah, he's right. Lying. Hey, he's bro, lying. He's and that's why people don't fuck with you. But nah, for real. After though, like, listen to the weekends. I listen to a bunch of like R and B, but it's like I can't. Like you said, with the weekend and even parties, like if R and B is going to be a part of hip hop, then like rap, it has to have like subgenres. Absolutely, Scissor shit is way more R and B to me than Party Next Door. Like Party Next Door, and. A bunch of other people in that lane. It's like they're not. Jordan and I talked about this before, and he said it was like soft hip hop. Like it's like it's like a soft rapper. Yeah. Even like the weekend, like um, I'm trying to think of the name of that song on the weekend's joint. We just come with like bars, like in high pitched singing voice, but it's just bars. Reminder, probably of Starboy was like. I'm that. About to, it's a new one. I'm about to I'm gonna pull it up right now and tell you the name of it. Yeah, and like to me though, today yes, like hip-hop and r&b they, they they pull from each other um in a lot of different ways but i mean i don't we, we don't have to dig too deep into this but i'm just going to say like motown came before hip-hop and so i think to classify r&b as something that's just in between pop and rap and not its own it's and not its own genre is to me i disagree only because i do think that R&B stands on its own. And when I look at the trajectory of some of these newer producers, I see that. I see what I see what they reach. And not, I don't want to say reach for because a lot of these producers are going to be big on their on their own. But just the concept of like take London on the track, for example. Right. Like in, at the beginning of London on the track's career, he was doing nothing but, you know, Gucci records, Boosie records, Travis Porter records, uh, Walker records and. Then out of nowhere last year, we get him to produce Summer Walker's entire album. And it's honestly his biggest sale to date. As far as how much money his music made, I don't think that anything on his discography, and I correct me if I'm wrong, and if it's not the number one, it's definitely in top five of the most notoriety that he's gotten as far as an album is concerned. But that's why I think we got to like sort of break up what... Is in or what genre of R&B? Right. Is in. The weekend song I was talking about was like Snow Child, and it's like if the weekend wasn't just like doing it in that you know vocal affliction, would it even be R&B? Like he's just rapping. Like it's just it's fucking like thirty-two bars. It's not even right. Like nothing about that song is an R&B song. But then I look at like the Summer Walker or going back to my baby says you feel me. It's like. That that to me is R and B. That's the shit that came before hip hop. That's that Motown shit where it's like, this is me expressing myself, singing in a poetic way. And weekends like you know me and my niggas, I still smoke weed with my OG. Uh, Brent Fry said that shit, but Brent Fry is another primary example though. Like Brent Fry is his own genre. <laughs> nah, but yeah, but it's like it's like it's like is it? It's it's not. There, I I I put them in a similar thing. Even though the weekend and Brent Fry how they do it is completely different. But the essence of it is more like, yeah, I can rap, but I'm not rapping. Right, like, right, it's like, right. What are you, it's not like fucking like, bro- like the scissors is like fucking, bro. Just her singing her heart out and pouring herself into it. And Brett Fire said, "I'm still smoking with my OGs. That's the only nigga that know me." Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, like you got a beautiful voice, like, but yeah. that's 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 a that's a bar. You know what I mean? And I guess like, the, the, the and genres I, to me, I, I I I see what you're saying, Christian, and and I'm more so trying to. I'm looking at genres as a way to like, oh shit. Uh, I'm looking at genres as a way to more so like not staple someone to, but like 
if someone was like, oh, what does that sound like? What like what are they? And it's like uh, they're kind of like R&B and R&B and rap, like like a description. But like I don't think any of the like that's that's been a big thing recently. Is nobody's trying to be stapled down to one one, one thing. thing. You can like you can start your platform on something, and that's a, like I think that that leads in not leads into but like the I, when I was listening to Snow Allegra's thing and and uh, what's his name. Um, Givian, they're like, they're kind of like algorithm breakers, right? Because like, if you listen to if you listen to uh, Brent Fias on Spotify, they're gonna be like, we recommend Givian, right? If you listen to Frank Ocean on Spotify, they're gonna be like, we recommend Givian. If you listen to like everybody, because they sound like they kind of have a sound that's like the like total. Are you playing Animal Crossings? No. Nah. Let me turn off this fan. Hold on. Nah, I think you're playing Animal Crossings. <laughs> no, I'm really not. Okay. Oh, not that it matters. Shout out to Animal Crossings. That shit sounds wild. I want to though, because I'm, I'm trying to get out this debt. Like I want my loan to pay off. I don't. I really don't. I'm sort of tired I, of it. That's a whole other. That's a whole I know. Conversation I, but but yeah, I guess like they're they're like they end up becoming algorithm breakers because no one wants to. First and foremost, people are trying to make their money, right? So mm-hmm. the the like. With that comes like on your first your debut album, the uh, the uh, these feelings again. That's that's Snow's first album, right, Christian? No, uh, all those feels again is her second. Her first album was okay, first. okay. Both of which both of which were EP'd by No Idea. Okay, so so like the, the the those feels again. That shit like it takes from not takes from. When I say take from, I don't mean like steals from, but it's like very clearly influenced by like Jill Scott by Lauren Hill by uh brownstone oh, like absolutely. like it hits and it hits all the same with Gibeon. like Gibeon sounds kind of like i was telling v he sounds like the the like superman of, of ovo like he sounds like roy yeah. woods he sounds like drake he sounds like party he, he kind of mm-hmm. yeah like but he yeah. doesn't sound like and he sounds like sampha on on the chicago freestyle but he doesn't ever sound like sampha in that album yeah and i think that you know that that's you know i mean uh, anyone who knows me knows like I'm a die hard snow fan. And like, to me, I call her the second coming of Sade. Like I, 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 that, that's the vibe that I get from her. But I think like, what's really, what I think for us as hip hop heads, right? Like, especially like me and you, Jordan being fucking currency fans and Freddie Gibbs fans and shit like that. And V, I know you are too. We put such an emphasis on how good, um, a rapper's flow is. And like when you got somebody like Freddie Gibbs and Currency whose flows are just masterful, Benny whose flow is masterful, and any of the classic MCs that were that had masterful flows, whether that be Big Pun, um, we differentiate them by how like at, when we're having that flow discussion, we're differentiating them by the pockets they find and the Earl. the way that they rap. Earl, exactly. And so to see how hip hop has grown. Um, over over its over its infancy um, over the last 30 years to see the way that it's grown kind of speaks to that exact conversation of the way that rappers find their pockets in different beats and the way that they're able to flow differently and speed it up slow it down change the inflection on their voice all that stuff so I think that per me and V's conversation in episode one with there being this alternative R&B and based on what you guys are saying to me right now, I think there's something to be said about the way these R&B artists, these newer ones, are finding their pocket and changing the way that they use their voice, where it's not straight Whitney Houston singing. It's 
we're gonna we're gonna play with our voice we're gonna play with our inflection we're gonna we're gonna sort of change the way that we ride this beat and i think that the growth that r&b has seen over the last five five to ten years has a lot to do with the fact that r&b artists are no longer just straight up singing they're finding a pocket and i think that that's kind of that parallel between hip-hop and r&b is that r&b artists are now finding a pocket something d'angelo to me has been doing his whole career but that more R&B acts are now figuring out how to change their pocket, how to change their flow in the way that they perform on a record. And so I think that that's kind of where that parallel comes. I guess my question is what makes R&B R&B? Like what makes it, what is, what is, what defines R&B as a, I can't, before we go into that question, because like what I have to, what I have to get into is like related to that. It's like, I would almost even argue the opposite because I feel like with R&B's hip hop influence and people like sort of using flows and finding flows with their, you know, rhythms and shit and their melodies, it feels more like R&B is like, I don't want to say like stagnating, but it's just so much more like hip hop now. Yeah, because hip rappers, rappers are figuring out they can kind of sing. Like Bryson Tiller, Tory Lanez, they were like, oh, I can also sing. Like, and like, I mean, and obviously Bryson Tiller is singer first commercially, but I'm pretty sure, like, I'm, I'm not pretty sure. Yeah, everybody knows how to how to talk before they know how to sing, right? So like, I think, uh, and you you're rhyming either way. So I I kind of think that as like the most fundamental piece of, and this has nothing to do with my question about what what is R and B because I still have that question. I don't know like. Like, I knew what R&B was when I heard it when I was growing up, right? Because I knew what Jill Scott was. Like, I knew what Brownstone was. I knew what Lauren Hill was, but she was, like, in between, two, And she was in between – and she was on the rap side more so, right, On with the Fugees before she started – I mean, she was singing, but – Depending on the song. Depending on the song, right? Whereas, like, with the Miseducation, it was, like, mostly singing. Um, but I guess, like – you just like at its most base level, you don't have to learn like you have to learn how to rhyme. You have to you have to learn how to write, but both of those things come with with R and B. But you have to also have to learn how to sing, right? With rap, you just have to learn how to talk rhythmically. And and I know it's, I'm dumbing it down more than is probably fair, but it just seems like right, like 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 for like original music, original music was like grunts, right? And like percussion, before there was melody, there was percussion. Because before there was a, there was a, there was a, there's pitch. I can punch a, I can punch a, a, a tree. That's if it's hollow enough, it's gonna make it. It's gonna make just a noise, right? So like, mm-hmm. and and poetry, you know, gets. I'm getting going too far back, but I, I, the way that I was looking at it is like, if you like on Google Earth, if you're looking at like a neighborhood, right? You can see the neighborhood, but if you zoom out, you can only see the things that are big. Bigger, like big enough to to where Google Earth finds it uh, appropriate to for them to be represented at that like demagnification, and you keep going out and you keep going out, and then like you know you see Earth, you see you see the the stars, you see fucking all of it, and then once you scroll all the way out, it's Soldier Boy. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that right now, but just just know. Soldier Boy is the black hole that the universe was created from. But I'm saying, like, that's right. Like, so even with like Snow Allegra, right? 
and like this divide between what rap is and what R and B is. It's like I think Snow Legger has a beautiful voice, but like I'm gonna even go farther now. I'm gonna say Snow Legger is one example, but Party Next Door is like my primary example. Should I be judging this nigga based on his bars? Yes, yes, you sh- you should. Like throwing me off, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, it's like I'm listening to it and I'm just like define so, bars though with that. See, maybe. that's what I'm saying. Like the use of like just figurative language in the most clever and creative ways is how I always use bars. You feel me? We gotta like the metaphors, the similes, and all that shit. Fucking how you describe something, you're poetic. Oh no, then poeticness of you. That's what I'm saying though. You feel me? Even in niggerish ways, my favorite rappers, even like Gucci Man, would say some. Sh- she either with me or against me. Are you in my way? Like, bro, Christian, Christian, man r- yo, Christian. Remember, you showed me the. Uh, they say money is the root of evil. I said the money is reason is. I'm so rude to people. It's like that shit. That was that was my introduction to Future, ever. Right? Future was on the second part of that song, right, Christian? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's fuck the world. No, nah, I think it's uh, it's uh, Stevie Wonder. Oh no! Yeah, the joint where he's like, I got more ammo. You're right. right. But yeah, um, I also, I'm also like absolutely down to take a somewhat deeper dive on. Gibeon, Christian, I was super... Like, well, go ahead, before go we ahead. get to Gibeon, because I, I do want to get to Gibeon, V, what was your question about party? No, I'm saying, like, with R&B, with this genre of R&B rappers, or R&B artists, or this rap R&B hybrid, nigga, is like, how do I absorb his music? How do I judge it in my mind? Because I we can easily transition to Gibeon into that, because when I heard those first two songs of giving his new joint, it was like, that shit was giving me, like, Marvin Gaye's vibes and shit were like, absolutely this nigga. Uh-huh. the first two songs like the first three songs first two songs in interlude I love that shit the second half was more so like I see where this nigga fits in to the you know OVO camp I get that but the first two songs was like like a creative fucking explosion and I was really feeling that and I, I don't know I haven't been dabbling in R&B as often as I should because I do fuck with it and you know I love that part of the culture but that was like the most refreshing mm-hmm. stuff that I heard. And then I listened to yeah. like Snow Allegra and The Weeknd and Party. It was just like Weeknd. Don't get me wrong. The Weeknd got some clever shit. Like The Weeknd is like probably a better lyricist out of the three that I just mentioned. But it was also like, mm-hmm. should I be judging this nigga for his lyricism like that? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you can, mm-hmm. but like that. Would... And and that's also like with Jordan. So now that V said that, I want to answer your question because he kind because. V in a way said what I'm about to say as far as you asking what is R&B. So to me, what, what you were talking about before, you weren't dumbing it down to me. You weren't dumbing it down. I think that you were giving the basic definition of of sort of the the way that different types of music, where their, where their content is sort of aimed towards, right? So like to me, to give basic definitions, like rock music, and not, and obviously there's going to be subgenres, but if we're just looking at a surface level, right? Rock music to me is rebellion, right? Hip hop to me is the struggle, and R and B is rhythm and blues. It's heartbreak, and I think that what makes different artists special is their ability to take those simple ideas and craft art from it. And so I think that when you look at a person like Marvin Gaye. Who could do who could do some heroin lay on a couch and just harmonize with his voice and about his love for a woman or about the heartbreak he felt with from a woman anything like that that is that rhythm and blues that's that that's to me that's what the r&b encompasses and an album like oh those feels again from snow 
she's real she digs into the beginning stages of a relationship and the ending of a really bad one and i think different artists are able to take those simple concepts and make them something bigger world we created by uh by Giveon is fucking masterful as far as just the love song and 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 the way it's crafted so i think that that kind of that's how i interpret these different types of music and with party specifically what i love about party is how toxic he is so when he says don't wait on my nut for your sex that to me sounds like a scorned man who's heartbroken and he but he's doing it in a way that's toxic and that to me is one of the reasons why i i like thoroughly enjoy his shit and why i think he fits perfectly with drake's camp because he's kind of the offset to drake Drake is going to be um, sitting in the same bed that you left him in, whereas Party's going to be like, I'm out here fucking bitches, but I'm still thinking about you. And I think that they give that, that those, that's their differences, but that's the differences that makes them, when they collab, so Man, dope. Bro, that makes me feel like niggas shouldn't make R&B. In fact, like, like R&B should be strictly, that's kind of fucked up. But I mean, I, I like see where you're coming from. I'm not even disagreeing with you. I just... Just, but it doesn't have to it just, just be heartbreak. Just makes me sad. It could be love. <laughs> yeah, but, but, yeah. I know. I'm just saying, like, but like, okay. So if we're talking about Marvin Gaye, is Marvin Gaye is R&B or Marvin Gaye something else? No, I'm saying Marvin Gaye is R&B. Marvin Gaye so is R&B. Like, okay, so because they're like tapping into that part of themselves. So within, so within that context of like it being so like, so you said rock struggle, rock rebellion, hip hop struggle. Um, and uh, R&B was what love or heart? Well, I guess love is like the. Love right, and but like, don't all those like, like Mar- I would say my favorite Marvin Gaye album is "What's Going On," and that shit is all of it's literally just about the struggle. Like, there's some w- women like, like personal interpersonal relationships come up in that album, but it's it's like that shit's like reflective on like the issues in in society. But that's R and B. But like in that in that in that paradigm that you created, like it's not technically. And that's what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that I like the the way that you're looking at it. It makes sense. But the way that I see it, the way that I see it, I can't I can't just categorize like that. And it makes it harder for it makes it much harder for discussion because I end up sounding like I'm contradicting myself. But like it's it's I think all of this shit is fluid. And then you can go down and you can put a dam into something and study that that bit of water, but otherwise it's all flowing together back and forth. But that's what that's why it's like because it's all fluid, and that's that's what throws it off for me. Right. Is because it's like, all right, if I'm going to that fucking Marvin Gaye record and you got the joint, who's gonna save a world that's destined to die? Like when I heard that I shit, right. I heard that shit in the car for a time, I was about to cry. You feel me? That's... What the fuck? This nigga mm-hmm. then I listen to like party shit and I see the lane for it now that you described it. You feel me? Exactly. Exactly. Expression, but it's just like I can't. It's just it's just because it's so fluid. I can't. I have to fill that damn. So I can't judge them bars. I can't judge party sound mm-hmm. like like you know you fucking bitches and shit. Or the weekend saying the same shit in our similar lane, and then go to Marvin saying who's gonna see the world is destined to die, and then be like that's the same thing. And it's easier to separate with rap because with rap, you know, it's like if I turn on fucking, mm-hmm. I turn on Uzi. I'm not. I'm not listening to Uzi for like dynamic lyricism. But right, I, I right. like I'm getting to that point with R&B now where I'm realizing like, okay, I'm putting this nigga on for that. I had been so disconnected. I guess was, mm. I just didn't, I wasn't hit that that was that. Because it used to be, especially coming up, like all the R&B niggas was doing a similar 
like Jill Scott, you know what I mean, and Angie Stone is them niggas mm-hmm. are fucking masterful poets at the same time. And then you have Absolutely. a rapper hop on, my name because you have a rapper hop on. No, 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 like, you're good, you're good. What's that Jill Scott Love Rain with like fucking on her and most deaf? And I think that's a very wild, wild comparison mm-hmm. to see like Jill Scott and most deaf, and then looking at Sir and Lil Wayne or Kendrick, where it's like Mm-hmm. I'll say Kendrick, you know, Kendrick clearly got served, but Lil Wayne was doing his thing. But Sir is not that far behind on that song where they're talking about like what's this without that, those comparisons and shit. Absolutely. And I look at like Jill Scott and Kendrick, mm-hmm. and Jill Scott is saying like this beautiful poem, and not Jill Scott and Kendrick, but Jill Scott and most. And Jill Scott says this beautiful poem, and then most is talking about how he reaches out to Shorty like blades of tall grass looking for the sun. It's like that clear, distinct, like this is master class. This is this is what a rap nigga should be doing. But now it's like it's all so fluid and it's all so one stream. Like everything is together. It's like it's hard for me to understand where mm-hmm. I where do I put it. But I think it's just for and and, and kind of like to look at the the to kind of go off what you were saying, Jordan. Is that's why I prefaced with it being a surface level viewing, uh, surface level definitions, right? Because Lincoln Park is a rock group. But Mike Shinoda was right. rapping, right? Um, Drake is a rapper per se, but he's but he'll occasionally dabble in a singing, and he's not always rapping about the struggle. Sometimes he's rapping about that R&B shit, that love and heartbreak. And then sometimes you have an R&B artist like a Marvin Gaye, who, as much as he does make tracks like "I Want You" that are about love, he's also going to hit you with his reality and what he's seeing on a day to day. So I do think that all the genres pull from each other which I guess in their own right can make them fluid. But I think that from just a surface level definition and where these artists in these lanes take the music is what I mean as far as the, uh, of its growth, right? So R&B isn't just love and heartbreak. I think that it, it was that and then it branched off to more. Hip hop wasn't, um, wasn't just the struggle, uh, but... It, it certainly came out of it from there. And, I see what you're saying. Like that's the yeah, that's the, that's the, the seed there. is struggle. Yeah. I, okay. I, yeah. I I get. I see what you're saying now. I see what you're saying now. I, I your its origins. So that 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 helps a little bit more with like. Yeah, and it it also it does make it like for me at least that explanation of it makes it easier for me to tr- try and categorize it because I literally just see it as all this like fluid, this like I get what you mean when you say R and B. But like when you talk when people mm-hmm. talk about R and B, I'm like, well, what like that's it's literally just like it's rap. Like and rap is R and B and rap and rock is rap. And all of this is one it's one pool. Clearly there are differences in genre, but like you could make an argument, I guess like and this is maybe just me being pedantic, but like philosophically you could make an argument that there's the, the borders are there for discussion, but for existence, they all exist as no, kind of, I think like that's music exists as music. My confusion, because music exists as music. It's like I'm not trying to belittle somebody else's art, but it's just right. Like, I don't want to also compare a nigga whose intentions are completely different from some other nigga who's doing something that's the same thing to me. Well, that's the thing is like I think that's where that's where the the beauty of like being a like criticism, right? Criticism should not be mm-hmm. uh, a it's it's not a it's not a, a condemnation of what you're doing. It's just it in like. Criticism of an art, uh, to me, it kind of like, it, it's not, it shouldn't, you shouldn't, no one should take it as like, I don't, this person doesn't like this, that means that it's bad. It's 
Whoa, 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 whoa. If I don't yeah. like it, it's bad. Yeah, no, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. When That's Christian when Christian doesn't like it, it's bad. When V doesn't like it, it's trash. When I don't like it, it's like, you know, it's probably Gil Scott's but, hair but on or something though, like that. <laughs> like, it just makes me. I was making a joke. I'm not not joking. I'm saying, but it's like, I don't know, like, fucking. That's the way it's like, all right, when I criticize something, I'm criticizing. I'm like, oh, this is trash to me because of X, Y, and Z. Right, you're evaluating. But it's yeah. like, yeah, but it's like, I don't. You don't know where to evaluate based on. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's. Yeah, but but like, that's the thing is that. You, but see, that's that's where your evaluation gets value is where you define where you're like, where you're coming from when you're evaluating. Not only like, not only like, I don't like this. And then not only like, this is why, but also like. This is where my why's come from. Like, exactly. like my why's come from here, and so like it, it's it's not just a two step. It's not a uh, like a uh, here. I'm giving like a pitchfork. Like I'm giving this an eight out of ten. Uh, here's why. It's it, it, because like that why only has value to me in places like pitchfork and, and a lot of other places. Like they only have pitchfork is successful because they're giving a number they're putting a number next to it and it makes people immediately people are like oh man that 8.4 probably sounds better than that 8.0 right but like when you when you're giving like non like active criticism and also like it's coming from where you're coming from so that people that are listening to what you're saying can they're like i relate with this person so i'm gonna listen to this like kenny beats for instance like i fuck with kenny beats i fuck with the cave so I've been listening like pretty much nonstop to the shit that Kenny Beats has produced. And like, because of that, like I can appreciate music that I wouldn't have appreciated before. Like Scoop, like Scuba Sada too. Right. Like that's it. That's something that, yeah. And but see, Denzel I would have liked anyways, but I'm saying like, like Sada and like O3 Greedo are like our rappers that I would have at, at my freshman year of college, I would have said that is the fucking dumbest sounding shit I've ever heard. And, and honestly, I'm not that far from there as far as the type of stuff that I like. Like, I still like the stuff that I like my freshman year. But, like, because I can see other people's perspectives, like, because I appreciate other people's perspectives, like, when I get put on to something that I may not necessarily like. Like, V, you showed me Q to Fool probably three years ago, and I was like, this shit's dumb. Now I can see because I, I respect some of the other shit that you like. You know what I'm saying? Christian, same with you. Like, you showed me The Cure when we first started hanging out. I was like, this shit's kind of... You show me actually no honestly you were like I like Nirvana and I wasn't I didn't I didn't understand like why people like Nirvana and then I listened to Nirvana like maybe four years ago and the shit cranks like I think I texted you I was like yo you're right Nirvana's dope as shit like and it's like yeah and I think me and you had the same me and you had the same situation with uh, Nostalgia Ultra because with Frank I when I played when I played Nostalgia Ultra for you um and, and Colin and Tita. In my basement, y'all were like, Chris, I still don't, I still don't like, there? and I'm like, I still don't I'm like Nostalgia Ultra. Ocean, I still don't like Nostalgia. Ultra. I still think yeah. Nostalgia, Nostalgia Ultra is not, not very good. I, I like Frank, but like, I'm, yeah, I, you, you know, I'm, I thoroughly disagree, but we could just agree to disagree on that. But then you heard Channel Orange and it sort of shifted. And I agree with you about O3 Greedo is, yeah, I don't think that I would have, I would have checked O3 Greedo back when I was in college, back when I was a senior in high school. But now, it, especially with with Kenny Beats' style of production, it definitely changed how I. But see, that's the thing is Kenny style. Beats is, a, is a, as a producer is water. He's like Bruce Lee's definition of water. That he, Bruce, Kenny Beats is going to make a beat for the person that is rapping. So it's Greedo didn't like 
Kenny Beats didn't put greed like you see what I'm saying? Like Kenny Beats makes beats for people. He's outfitting like he is putting the armor on the soldier. He's and in, in, in like custom made every single time. So like I think uh I think Greedo probably stand alone is dope too. I've only really listened to uh Netflix and Deal. That shit. I've if you haven't listened to it, is like it's crazy good. But yeah, no, with Frank Ocean, like when we were listening to Frank Ocean, I remember we we because first we listened to Cigarette Boats, right? Or the uh uh Cigarette Boats, yeah, and then we listened to Frank Boats. Ocean. And I, I there was not any point in, in that album where I was like, I don't like this. I still don't like Nostalgia Ultra, and it wasn't it had nothing to do with like me not a pre like I just don't like that. I don't think that album's very good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we just we, we we disagree. And as long as you like Nova Kane, that's all that matters. But it, I will say that that was probably when you and I were listening to Cigarette Boats going into um, going into Channel Orange. That was probably the most euphoric game of FIFA. Bro, we I didn't. Had. Yeah, like, and then we just stopped playing FIFA. I was just like, damn, I'm just gonna <laughs> listen to this album. Yeah. All right. So I want I want I, I want I want V to come in first on this topic, right? So. Going back, we've been talking about R&B, R&B acts and rappers and their combinations and sort of the producers that kind of fall in the middle. And Drake being arguably the biggest artist. Not even arguably. Right his, yeah, his camp is, his, his entire camp is R&B artists. And the producers on his label could also be argued. Well, 1985 from Division and uh, Boy Wonder kind of fall interest and 40 that are fall interestingly as far as what their style of beat making is because they use very heavy soul samples but there's an interesting bop to their music that kind of fits both are both the r&b side and the rap side of things so how do you feel about drake's camp as far as the way he has it structured because to me it's drake and then r&b artists it's not drake and a bunch of rappers whereas you have like a tde where it's Kendrick, it's Zay, it's Q, it's Ab, it's J-Rock. But then they got Zakari, they got SZA, they got Sir. And Sir kind of full, kind of bridges the gap between the rappers and the R&B acts because I think that they're both on complete opposite sides of the spectrum except with Sir being in the middle. So how do you relate how much importance Drake puts on R&B based on just the way his camp looks and the way he I rolls think, out music like, with his artists? It to... TV is such a good thing because... As good of a like business strategy as it might be, I think artistically it's really like a good reflection of who the type of nigga in these camps are. Because even though like looking at TDE, like you can see Sir and Kendrick as a car, you can see their fucking their I don't know their their aura and their vibe is the same. And then we talk about like how they approach absolutely it, like. I rap myself, so you know I'm never saying nobody's like a better lyricist than me. But Kendrick's lyricism, as dope as it might be at times, it's like a certain type of lyricism. And it yeah, his like, pen's it's different. Like, <laughs> it's like, I'm it's saying, like, so I don't know. It's like it's really good. I'm not trying to knock it, but it's just like I feel like Kendrick does what J. Cole, like people get on J. Cole for not doing. Like it's accessible and it's relatable, but it also has some more depth to it. And then you listen to like Sir yeah. or some shit. Like they 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 use poetic language and they tap into a poetic part of themselves, which is different than what Drake and his camp tap into. 
Then I listen to like all them party shits. I listen to, like just the feel of those albums. And like you're talking about like that toxicness. I can see Drake like just being cool with that nigga. Like it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Like those niggas would hang out. Mm-hmm. I can see Kendrick seeing Ab Soul or Sir and being like, yo, like we're on a similar wavelength. We are some nigga shit, but you know, we trying to add some creative shit, like creativeness to it. Or even like going from like party to scissor. And seeing like somebody like Scissor's shit is like very like, but her toxic is more too. like uh, you can tell where it comes from in like a healthier way, like something she's working through. I mean, let's be real we're we're all we're yeah, all toxic, absolutely, like, but, absolutely. But we're not like part of like we're like, but like, yeah, some of us are working like, through it in, right. in a beautiful way. You know what I mean? Like in a beautiful voice coming out. Like we're not, yeah. But that's that's that Drake yeah. like. That's that Drake energy. What's that nigga saying on the Chicago freestyle about like I got a bad habit of like meeting girls too early and treating them too good? It's like, bro, what? Like, you know what I mean? But I can see mm-hmm. party next door hearing that line and being like bars. Like, I can see where niggas click up. So mm-hmm. I think on the business side, it's good for his brand because you know that's how Drake expressed himself. He's in those two lanes where it's like, yeah, I was a rapper, but you know, shit that's mm-hmm. popping all over the world is always the RB shit. Like, I'm doing songs with Speaking of toxic, Chris Brown, you feel mm-hmm. me? Like he's like those. That's that shit's going to the top of the billboard. So let me get these R and B niggas on my camp. Going to also help me fill out that lane. But also, like, it's not like Drake got scissor. Drake was like, I'm looking for the weekend. Like I'm trying to get this nigga because this nigga is toxic like me. Like yeah, I could feel this nigga on another wavelength. Mm-hmm. Fucking Drake says super toxic. Look at Marvin's room. You feel me? Like there's no, there's no yeah, Marvin, yeah, the yeah. Made Marvin's room. It's also like, yo, party. You try to write this shit mm-hmm. for me, like. <laughs> and I think, and and I, I kind of look at, I, I look at it, and and Jordan, chime in on on this is, there's an interesting difference to me between TDE and OVO, and the bit, and the biggest difference to me is chemistry, and I think that the artists that Drake signs um, with the exception of division, because I think division is, I think 1985's production is its own thing. And I think that, that Mr. Daly does an amazing job of just singing on those damn, on those damn beats. So I, I want to put division aside. I'm more looking at PMB rock uh, like the Roy Woods is and even party next door to an extent. But I think that Drake looks for artists, not only that share his level of toxicity, but also sound like him. And he wants to have a bunch of mini me's around him that sort of um, that sort of just sound like me. So y'all do your thing because I know my shit hits. So y'all shit should hit where I think what Top Dog does is he forces them. He forces all of them to get to know each other. He forces all of them to live together. He forces all. it's like a cult almost like he he really forces them to organic, not uh, organically grow. um chemistry just based off being around each other so goddamn much and i think that that is expressed in the music now i know what i just said about drake could be a knock which is why i want to divert this over to jordan because i know jordan is the biggest views fan in the history wait no i'm gonna talk about i'm gonna talk about what you just talked Uh, about like i like i'm not gonna be like like shifted into one section of the conversation i think you're right i think drake i think drake has ovo sweatshop like that that's that a lot of people are writing for Drake. Like that's you don't you don't that's like, hard. like Roy Woods is hard. like I don't I don't remember the last time Roy Woods came out with an album that I listened to. Um, I like his stuff, but I don't. I, he's he's not 
popping like that. And like all of those dudes are working for Drake. Like they at OVO, you're put your your first priority is getting Drake shit to, to release. And then once the shit releases, you can release some stuff too. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm saying I fuck with the music. Like and you also it's not you know, you got some you that's you knew what you were getting into when you got into it. Um with TDE, obviously there's there's chemistry. Um, they're very unique artists, like there's people like they they all they all serve a different purpose. Like like I have a top, you know, like I have a top five on TDE that shifts around all the time depending on what's coming out. Whereas like on on you know OVO it's Drake, um, yeah. but like at the same time the the chemistry you say force it's not I don't think it's forced at all. I think they just all fuck with each other like they because if it was forced then we would have two black hippie albums right. But we we don't we have zero, we have we have what three black hippie remixes. Um, but yeah, let me let, let, let me let me rephrase. I don't mean forced. I mean that like when when punt when um when Top Dog signed uh, J Rock and um, Absol Kendrick and Schoolboy, he put them up in an apartment and had them live together just so that they could be around each other constantly. And then when he signed SZA and Isaiah Rashad, he did the same thing to them so that they could naturally build that chemistry. And when you hear them on Sylvia demo, you hear that chemistry. So I don't mean forced as much as putting them in a position where they have to build chemistry because they're. Yeah, I mean, you said forced so cult though, so that's like that's very different than chemistry. But I, I think like I, I, I agree with like yeah, TDE has like there's a the crazy thing about going to that TDE concert. The uh, it was the it was when J Rock was doing his release, and it, but it was like a Kendrick concert with all of TDE. At Jiffy Lube, yeah, 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 yeah. like, yeah, it's like there. that concert, mm-hmm. like, you have, like, like four, what was, who was it? I think it was, uh, Schoolboy was out there for a little bit. I was, I got there when, like, right when Schoolboy was, was, like, about halfway through, and then J-Rock, and then Kendrick, and that's, like, three very different artists up there, right? So, like, Drake Absolutely. could not tour mm-hmm. with OVO. Like, like, it just, it would just, it'd be, like, listening to, like, like, tears of, like, Drake, right? Like, like, fucking... Original Boo, uh, Majin Boo, like, 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 you know, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not like, there's no, there's no differential between it. But like, that's not, I'm not like, I'm, I'm not nearly as label oriented, um, as, unless it's like something like Griselda. I like that whole thing. Griselda, like people that like they where they function as a label and a top dog does, but like, I can, I can like. It doesn't take away from from Kendrick to hear a, a an Absol album that I don't like, right? Whereas, like with 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 mm-hmm. uh, Griselda, if I hear like if I hear bad bad production on, which I, you don't, which like that's what's crazy about it. But like, I guess maybe it's still because they're new. But like, if you hear something, if I hear some whack shit on a West Side album, that shit hurts Conway to me because that's that's like a group. Not a label, you know, like not even just a group. That's that's I think his brother. You yeah, me? yeah, they're, exactly, exactly. But 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 even Absolutely. if I hear like if I hear some like when Matt Com like what, I was like, damn, I like Matt Comic, and and it that like for some reason that took like if Schoolboy were to leave Top Dog, that wouldn't take that wouldn't affect how I think about Schoolboy or Top Dog because they're very indi- very much individuals. Whereas if like Benny the Butcher leaves Griselda, then then there's a rift there. You see what I'm saying? So like there there's ki- the chemistry yeah. is like. It's certainly there for Black Hippie is one thing because Black Hippie is just J Rock, Schoolboy, Absol, and Kendrick, right? Uh, 
So like that's that mm-hmm. chemistry has to be there because that's kind of the same thing as Griselda. But we still don't have anything resembling a black hippie project. So like I wonder, you know, they're friends. They're obviously all friends, but they they all show up on each other's albums. But like I don't know that 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 chemistry that working chemistry is is as strong as like as it would need to be to put out an mm-hmm. album because I would go fucking nuts for a black hippie, hippie album. Like that's absolutely like anybody that's would. anybody I mean, anybody with an ear would. It's like looking at yeah. like their discographies and shit. And like especially when J Rock dropped this shit, you feel me? Like when is my fucking jam? But it's just like cool. when you have OVO, like we all must work under Drake. Top is more like y'all can do y'all thing, but Kendrick is the bread and butter. You feel me? And it comes. But is he really J Rock, bro? Mm-hmm. J Rock has more releases under under TDE but at than the same Kendrick time, does. Like that last J Rock album, like Kendrick was on the ad list. Kendrick was all on that. Just, right, like, right, right, you know right, 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 like, right, right, right. There, and then it's like wow, because like mm-hmm. to curate an entire Black Panther soundtrack, you know and saying? his ad libs are and on every record, like, and his sound is on every like, record. Not the biggest chance of rappers, man, but that nigga got some good ad libs. You know what I'm saying? Schoolboy, school, but schoolboy school is ad lib king. That that shit, that's some good ad lib. You know right, <laughs> that shit give me fucking hype, bro, man. Right. Man. Oh shit, I'm about to jump out, uh, bro. Because that yeah, that, that's an ad my window, man. Like, it's yeah. like, bro, it's like, nah, like I don't know, but that's the bread and butter. And it's like, yo, well, it's because Kendrick has Kendrick mm-hmm. has like the the things that like the accolades to like everybody. Ha- you, I like Kendrick. I would like Kendrick even if I didn't have to. But the thing is, is, you have to like Kendrick. Yeah. Like you, you. It's it's to like, like I I like him less because I have to like him. Like when, uh, Christian, you showed me Section Eighty. I was like, damn, I kind of fuck with this. And then Good Kid came out, and I was like, I really fuck with this. And then they were like, we're putting this, we're putting this in the Library of Congress right now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sh-, like what? And then they were like, we're giving him a Pulitzer. For Dan, yeah, he's the only I just rapper don't know that, that like, I that like I I get it, and I'm not hating on Kendrick, but like at this point, it's like if if I'm like people like, have you heard that Kendrick Lamar song? Is like that don't even listen to rap. I don't I don't want Kendrick to become the new Eminem. Like, no 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 not not in he his style, and it's not going to happen. Yet. It won't happen for a while. But like, there are white people that like Eminem because he's white, right? Like. Kendrick is has is getting Kendrick is getting that big like as far as just without really having to do anything being that dude because because there there are songs that of that Kendrick makes that I'm not the biggest fan of and I'm really not trying to hate on Kendrick but it's just like he, it's it's a good thing that he seems like a humble dude because that shit it just kind of like the the people that he's making the song the music about and damn are revering his music as as excellent, but still doing the same shit that he's talking about on the album. You see what I'm saying? So he's. I don't think I don't think the people that he's making the music about are revering. Bro, music. yes, it's not that many niggas. I don't, bro. I don't think it's niggas. Yeah, the I don't think. I don't no, think Trump, Trump isn't. Is but like, I'm. But but I'm. It, it's but it got. Like it's niggas, getting bro, right. I don't think niggas is like. But niggas is not fucking making some shit of you know Pulitzer Prize award winning album. You no, know, that's I mean? not what I'm saying. That's have, they, that's not the, the niggas don't have control over who wins the Pulitzer. I'm just. Oh, you talking about the other? Right, that's what I'm saying. No, 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 no. I'm not say, talking about. I'm not talking about me, you, and, and Christian. That the reasons that we fuck with Kendrick. I'm and in no way. I know Christian likes Kendrick because Christian likes Ken. Christian liked Kendrick as much as he does now 
at when he heard Section 80. So I know, like, I know that I know that Chris Blake has been yeah. like that. But V, even me and you talk about it. Like, is Kendrick the, the best rapper? I don't think Kendrick had the best album that year. Bro, I don't even think Kendrick thinks he's the best rapper. No, it's like, not about, but it's not about him. It's yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saying like, yeah, I'm saying look at the shit with her, him and Earl's sweatshirt. Like you were telling me about him and Danny Brown. Yeah, that whole Kendrick don't fuck with it. You know what I mean? Like, well, not Kendrick is aware, bro, of like his limitations. But like you said, like an Eminem type nigga. Eminem was like, yo, like I'm, I'm number seven or eight or some shit. You know what I mean? Eminem was like, it's it's fucking Andre Redman, all these other niggas, and I'll say like, I wouldn't even say no shit like that. I'm not that humble. You feel me? Like, but M was like, yo, like, y'all should chill out a little bit. I feel like, I think Kendrick, I think they're seeing it now. Because on that Sir album, it's like Kendrick on the opening. Yeah, but he's not all over that motherfucker. You feel yeah, like, I, I guess I'm I'm not, I'm not like saying like, now, sorry, my bad. And when I said Kendrick, I hope Kendrick doesn't become the next Eminem. I'm not talking about Kendrick or Eminem as people themselves. I'm talking about the idea of Kendrick Lamar or the it not becoming the next thing as the idea of Eminem. Because the other no, I'm saying, I'm saying, yeah, like I'm saying, that's why I think, I think they're aware because they like, are, they're aware, but, but how aware. much control you don't have, like at, at a certain point, once you get the machine, like the machine does not, it, it, it comes out of your hands, I think, and like I think, I don't think Eminem, Eminem would never want to be what Eminem does not like the the demographic, his fan demographic that is like Mountain Dew sipping like hillbillies. I, I, I really don't think he does. I, I don't think because he, I, the people that only relate with Eminem, right? Like, there are people that love Eminem that don't like Jay Z at all, right? I don't think he did, but now I think that like, <laughs> I, I maybe I like I think to, things have happened. He was a new Eminem shit. I think things have happened where it's like M is like, all right, he's kind of trafficking in it, but he can't. He's 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 bought into it, but like that's kind of like they they've made his like Eminem is li- limited by his fan base now, right? Because like now nobody fucks with Eminem, like or not nobody, but everybody's like. People are saying that Eminem is in the top fifty rapper of all time now. Like, how crazy is that? No, but Off of- that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I can't say it's just the fan base because Eminem also put out a shit ton of ass projects. Yeah, he did. Like, he back did to back to back. Well, back. Kendrick though, even without him doing Max, I you know I put Kendrick over Eminem, especially as a musician. But it's just like. Like you said, it could be out of his hands, and it's wild that we're talking about this because chance it's out of J. Chance. Cole's hands. Yeah, Brad. That's I think that that's why I think J. Cole is like the most fascinating nigga because like J. Cole can rap and J. Cole can make good songs. Does he always do that? Does he always do it consistently? Right. Yeah. And it's just like, but but J. Cole does not mind being in that lane. Nah, J. Cole. I I literally like J. Cole is like. Because I think J. Cole's doing, you know, it, like his, his, the art is not, the the art to J. Cole is like whatever it is. To, like, he's like, I made it. I appreciate it. Whereas like you have someone like Earl Sweatshirt who's like, my art has to be exactly the way I want. Right. Yeah. Like, like, it, like, I'm not going to, it's not that I'm, it's not that I could, I don't think Earl thinks he could put out a shitty album, but I think Earl is so conscious about his, his art that like he will he'll lose steps he'd rather he'd rather sit there and not do anything than than inaction is better than like a possibly like not put doing exactly what you wanted to do whereas cole's like i'm gonna put this shit out because i believe in myself um take it for what you will and i'll make the best out of it but yeah, it's, it's, it's i don't know it's just a wild mm-hmm. thing because looking at chance like you said bro like that last chance album they crucified that man. Like, 
bro, because that shit was really, really bad. But, but at the same time, like, hot shower was it deep. was not hot that shower bad. was was the the only standout, bro. I I it just I really long. didn't like it. Not bad. There were good records on there. There were a couple of good records on there, and there were a what were you, what were the highlights? Bad records on, on that there. album. I see. Let's see. The joint but see, like nothing, hard. nothing enough uh, for you to just like remember it and like go play on Spotify. No, I was, I still have "We Go High" in mind. But I you're reading those, like. Um, I'm also, I'm also not like the. I know that this it's not the best song ever, but I did like "Let's Go on the Run," and. Yeah, I think those are the main ones. And isn't it like a twenty-three album song album? Fifty-seven songs. And you oh, just and you, you just named way, four way, songs. Way, way, way so, bro, he's batting. He's batting like. And I like. Oh, actually, I know. I, I kind of like that one. I kind of do like that one. Um, I didn't like none of that shit, but it was just like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not you. I'm not trying to be back. I'm not trying to like down anything. It's, but it's just like. No, I don't know. No, but I, I feel like off. in his defense. It's because niggas, and he did, he did like live in that area and he did like bathe in it, but niggas was acting like Chance was Jesus. You know what I mean? Like Chance has come here to save hip hop from, it's always, it's always somebody that they, they mm-hmm. put on a pedestal. And then it's like, there's no way mm-hmm. somebody's going to constantly make music that everybody's going to enjoy. Bro, when a Lion King, a Lion King soundtrack throwaway makes the top 50% of the album, like, I'm I'm not fucking with it. I could not give that. I could I listened to it like three times in a, in the day, and then I was like, damn, I like that was like a waste of like 44 songs that I could have gotten back. 17 hours, Mo. Yeah, and it's like also fucking. Yeah. I don't know. Going back, well, trying to tie it all back to those camps. It's like one thing that OVO and TDE have done so well is they don't let their camps become prisons. At least for Drake and Kendrick. At least for the leading men. Like their their ideologies or their personas aren't prisons. You feel me? A chance put himself exactly. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, now you stuck there, my nigga. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, guys. Well, that yeah, we covered a lot, and I kind of want to pause there just because of me and Jordan getting the chance to wrap, and we're going to get into our differences of opinion. No, no, no. There's and that there's no there, honestly below right finish, there. Co- I, coloring book. <laughs> Fucking the big day makes coloring book look like a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> but but I but I but I no well, but, but I, I actually but I went I went back to coloring book I went back to coloring book way before the big there. day. I agree. I I really do like coloring book. It's just it's just it's just it's it's different. Good. Chance is not like I, it's not for me all the time. Like like acid rap was cool because it was summertime and I was doing a lot of acid and that shit was fun. But like I, when coloring book came out, I was like. Also, when Coloring Book came out, that shit was mastered terribly, horribly. Coloring, yeah. The first, the first Wait, iteration one? of Coloring Book was not mastered correctly at all. It just sounded, it sounded like, like not done. Um, it was, but that the the oh god, see, this could be another podcast if we did that. Um, I, I feel like you, though, it, but bro. as long as you it's like, like it now, that's all. I don't right. know. I fuck with Chance. I fuck with Jesus, but I don't be in church. You feel me? Right, I be in church at the house, like right, <laughs> like especially by somebody who's not even really like he's not really pre. Hot shower can't go on the same album as like where you're. Hot shower is like, trash, bro. And the baby, bro, hot bro. shower is honestly, it's honestly 
a t- the, a top like a top three song on that album, and I will never purposely listen to that song again. Yo, V, What's you that? just named your first album. <laughs> what should I call it? My bad. <laughs> what was it? I'm you said, you said I fuck with. Uh, uh, I mean, Chance, I like Jesus, I, I really and I like uh, what you say? Shit. Oh, you said I like Chance. I like bro, Jesus. But it, I don't man, go to church. Like, that is the name that's, of your that's, that's, that's fucking inflammatory. That's some hater shit right there, bro. Nah, that's like, a, that's like, man's like, debut. Oh, Pitchfork's gonna give it a nine point eight. That shit says I. You already know. You already know. I don't go to church though. I'll go to church though. That's a whole. We gotta have a just to give people a preview. We have to have a whole fucking topic about like religion and hip hop. Like that has to be something we talk about. Yeah, it's exhausting at this point. Yeah, no, no, yeah. We'll definitely yeah. off mic. We'll we'll definitely because that that's that that's on my docket as well. I feel that that's a, a really interesting topic. Um, kind of to close today, I wanted to I wanted each of us to highlight. Um, it could be a newer album or an older album that you know really that we just think that gets overlooked that we want people to hear, and if. Uh, Again, I've heard people in interviews say Giveon, and I've also heard people say Giveon, and I say Giveon, so I'm going to keep saying Giveon, but in the event that I'm saying it wrong and Giveon's <laughs> listening, even though he's probably not, I... He will at some point. At one point, he'll listen, name, but he's not today. But not, not this week. Yeah, at one point. Uh, but Giveon's album, Take Time, um, it's on all DSPs, Tidal, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever it is that you use, you should be using Tidal, but if you're not, that's fine. Um Everyone, listen to Take Time. It is an amazing, amazing, amazing first, uh, first, uh, first go around for yeah, giving on it. I'm really. I took notes on. I actually took notes on that album. Which I, was, I, I really did like that album more than I thought I was going to. Um, I will say, V, you can go first on this. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm, I really, I'll, I'm trying to like, like, like think a little bit harder. All right, I niggas, really I wouldn't put in. I'm not gonna give out albums. I'm gonna put in some niggas from the city. You feel me? Or from there the area? If you can, V. I'm gonna say, you know, Zan Man and Black Fortune. Like, especially Black Fortune with that old Schwab. I still listen to that shit yeah. the fucking time. Yeah. Like, also, um, fucking Money Mar, because he and Black Fortune have a song that stayed on repeat in my fucking playlist constantly. So, oh, this is some new niggas from the city, especially going with the whole R&B thing. Black Fortune started off as a rap, as an R&B artist, and then became a rapper. But listen, listen, only Apple Music, just listen. Check it out. True. I'm going to say, uh, I'm gonna say 99.9% by K. Chinata. I think that's like yeah. probably one of my favorite albums over the past, like since honestly since I since I first heard it, like whenever it came out. Um, that shit's dope. And then also Scuba Sada to by Sada Baby. It is a uh, that's a that's like it's dope. I, I really don't have anything else to say about it. He's he's a Detroit rapper, um, so he's got kind of like a it kind of if you've never don't know Detroit flow like Detroit current flow is like kind of Bay Area ish but it's not I know like they would he wouldn't like it described that way but it is kind of that way but he's also super melodic he has a, he has a line in in one of the songs that says I stopped smoking squares because I got tired of them I started smoking squares because I got tired of them bro like just just like I love those like those very simple, but like, you know how much that means in one line? And he has a lot of that kind of stuff. So, Scuba Sada by Sada Baby 2 uh, and 99.9% by K. Kanata. 
And for anybody that doesn't have an hour to sit down with 99.9, even though you absolutely should, at least listen to Got It Good with Kei Trinata and Craig David and One Too Many with Fonte, because those are my two specific favorite joints off that album. Yeah, bro, really leave my album alone. Everybody sit down and listen album. the whole fucking hour. Uh, uh, yes, everybody should. I was just, you know, I was being nitpicky because I love those two songs so much. But, gentlemen... Today has been epic. I appreciate both of you very much. Hey, it's all love, and, y'all. Uh, we'll Signing out. Good, good, good hour and a half right there, fellas. Everybody listen to the whole thing. Shout out to shout out to SZA again. I'll be the, I'll have the last one. Absolutely. Words. <laughs> How about oh, that? Yeah. Hey, this, hey, shout out to SZA. And Marvin Gaye. Hey, fuck you though. Yeah, for real. All right. Yeah. 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 All right, dude. That's it. Peace. All right, gentlemen. <laughs>